never happens. We did, however, think that people outside our state at least knew we existed. That crushing realization was saved for later. It might be that Delaware is largely overlooked because of its size. In spite of the idealistic promotional slogan selling the state as a small wonder, the epithet nevertheless exposes Delaware for what it is, just a little slip of land, too pint-sized a place even to have its own commercial airport. To fly to Delaware, you have to land in Philadelphia, or maybe Newark, New Jersey, or even Dulles Airport in Washington. But you don't land in Delaware proper unless you're in a private jet or a military plane. It might be said, only partly in jest, I suppose, that there is simply no place to put the runway. Consider the old joke of road travelers. Delaware, if you blink, you miss it. It's true that lengthwise, Delaware measures only 85 miles, and the width, well, the southern end of the state, is the widest part, and that's only 35 miles. Farther north, just below Wilmington, where I grew up, the state is eight miles wide. Eight miles! Hey, want to hike across the state? Sure. There's nothing better to do until supper. I know, I know. It doesn't look promising. You just don't hear of people saving up for their dream vacation to Delaware or grabbing up land to retire there. You don't hear of people talking up its splendors in such a way that everyone longs to experience the place for himself. When it comes to Delaware, you don't really hear much of anything. But then, you have to consider the state itself is not so different from most of us, is it? Think about it. You, me, that person down the street? We're all here, just as real as the next person, living out a life as real as any other life, and yet... Unless you're as influential as New York or as big as Texas, very few people know that you exist, or that I exist, or that anyone exists beyond a vague knowing that there are other people out there. Can anything good come out of such a life? In the same way Philip answered Nathaniel's question about the good that can arise out of so doubtful a place, I can only invite you to come and see. Chapter One I have lived in half a dozen states, in the Midwest, the South, along the eastern seaboard, but nowhere have I seen the evening light the way it appears on summer nights in Delaware. I struggle to tell you what it looks like, and chances are I won't succeed. That light is one of the few things I've come across that may actually be ineffable, that is, beyond the scope of human language. And that's because it doesn't appear to be light at all, so much as it seems simply to be a sigh of contentment, as though the earth itself has let off a breath of satisfaction. Wherever I went... Wherever I lived over the years, I remembered that light. As a child, I let it cover me with its warmth, and in that light I first sensed the very real presence of the Eternal. 
Within the first week of my return to Delaware, that particular light showed up to welcome me. I was sitting at the dining room table in the faculty house called Pine Glen on the campus of Seton Preparatory School. Books, index cards, loose papers, and piles of lesson plans covered the length of the table as I prepared for the classes that would begin in a few days. I had been teaching for years, and yet the mounds of paper in front of me appeared as insurmountable as a range of snow-capped mountains. Not only was I nearly overcome by feelings of inadequacy, but just being back at Seton, now as a teacher rather than a student, flooded me with a confusing ambivalence. This was a place that I had once so loved and yet so hated, a place that had once so kindly nurtured.